Greetings to you, men and women of God. How are you doing today? We are so blessed and honored to be in the land of the living. I have a question for you. Do you know who you are in God? Do you know who you are in God? Glory be to God. We are so honored to be here. Not just to be here, but to know that we are called and chosen by God to work in the kingdom of God under his anointing power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are honored to serve. Come on, let's get your Bibles out. We're going to be going to St. Matthew today. St. Matthew chapter 8, we're going to be reading 28 through 34, St. Matthew chapter 8, 28 through 34. And I will be reading from the New American Standard. Hey, glory be to God. And as a thought, just want to put a thought in your head today. And you can think about this throughout the week. Limited power. Limited power. Come on, let's read the word of the Lord, St. Matthew 8, starting at verse 28. It reads like this. When he came to the other side, into the country of the Gadareans, two men were demon-possessed, met him as they were coming out of the tombs. They were so extremely violent that no one could pass by that way. And they cried out, saying, What business do we have with each other, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now there was a herd of many swine feeding in a distance. From them, the demons began to entreat him, saying, If you are going to cast us out, send us unto the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. And they came out and went into the swine, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the waters. The herdsmen ran away and went into the city, and reported everything, including what happened to the demons. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And they saw him. They implored him to leave their region. Did you read that? They implored him to leave their region or to depart out of their coast. We're talking about limited power today. We have here in the book of St. Matthew chapter 8, this scope of scripture, this chapter is here to show the divine power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not only 
does Jesus have all power in heaven and earth, but he also have the keys of hell. So it is important for you and me, men and women of God, to know who we are in Christ. Understand that the enemy himself, he operates under limited power. And when we say that, we're saying that he is confined or restricted. He can only do so much. He can do no more than what the Lord allows him to do because he operates under limited power. And this verse of scripture, it actually shows us who is in charge. We're blessed of the Lord because we know that the Christ, the Son of God, he has been given all power in heaven and on the earth. And he has also in his possession the keys to hell. Principalities and powers were made subject to Jesus. So we see here right direct in the word of the Lord that Jesus heals two men that were demon-possessed. They were demon-possessed. And the Gadareans were so upset because of the loss of their swine. Oh boy, you got to know that here in the scriptures, it lets us know clearly. Look at verse 28. What does it say? When he came to the other side into the country of the Gadareans. We know here that the Gadareans, they were also Jews. They were Jewish people. And that when Jesus came to this side of the country, it lets us know that there was two men that were possessed and that they met him as they were coming out of the tombs. So we know that here, according to scripture, that these men were living amongst the tombs, or we can see it better as one that lives amongst the graves. If you wants to go out to the grave sites, you will see many tombs. This is where the enemy had driven these men to. I want you to understand that demonic spirits and demons are real. Oh, We, as men and women of God, we must know that we are fighting a spiritual warfare. And the enemy do not want you and me to be free. But one thing the enemy knows that he only has limited powers. 
But he wants you and me to be trapped in our minds. And he wants you and me to believe the very opposite. He don't want you to be set free. He don't want me to be set free. So what he do, he will drive us away from society. He will drive us away and put us in places to work. He feel like he holds the ultimate rule. You see, the enemy believes and he knows that uh, the wages of sin is death. So he found comfort amongst the tombs. So he drew these men amongst the tombs or amongst the graves, amongst those that were already dead. And these men, I'm sure they had family, but it doesn't matter uh, to the enemy who your family is or who you're acquainted with, if you have children or if you do not. The enemy wants to drive you away and put you in a place of death. I need somebody to hear me today. Because he, the enemy doesn't want you to believe that there is life. But I'm speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit today. That the word of the Lord says, I wish that you would have life and that you would have it more abundantly. He comes that we may have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So how do we know if we are actually or if we have been possessed by demonic demons or if demonic activity is on the rampage or if if it is active? This is one of the ways that you will know that demonic influence or the enemy is on the move or that he is operating. This is one way that you will know he will drive you away from loved ones, from society. You you really see that you cannot fully operate in society. This is demonic. The enemy will have it to be so to keep you and me in bondage. But somebody say it. Devil, you only have limited power. Come on, say it with me. Come on, you can do it. Say, devil, you only have limited power. Thank you, Jesus. So as we look in the word of the Lord, the word of God says that these two men were demon-possessed, and I'm in verse 28 still, that they were demon-possessed and they met him as they were coming out of the tombs. It was almost as if the enemy could not help himself or themselves. They could not help themselves but to be drawn to the presence of God. I need you to look at the scriptures closely. Whenever the presence and the spirit of the Lord is come or is around, you might as well get ready to see 
demonic influence on the move. Demonic influence, uh, the, the, the enemy will be drawn to the presence of God. And we know in the word of the Lord that it says, when the sons of God come to present themselves, Satan came also. You know, it's because he knows he has limited power. So he wants all the information that he could get so that he can operate as quickly and as soon as he can. But we have here the Christ moving and walking and and operating in all authority. And they come to him and the word of the Lord says in 28, they were so extremely violent. They were so violent that no one could pass by that way. So it's actually saying that the enemy will have so much rule and control over your life and mine that it will actually keep people away from you. How do we know? What is another way that we can know that the enemy has possessed or is in operation demonic influence? Whenever there is a violent actions or uh, a meanness or people uh, or, or things that seem like things are tied up, the enemy is operating under um, a violent spirit, angry, malicious spirit, a spirit of pride, of envy. Uh, uh, it's like they want to fight. Fight. That is demonic influence, my people, people of God. That's demonic. So much so that no one wanted to be in their company. Have you ever seen people operate under such anger and maliciousness? Under envy and strife, pride. You need to understand, men and women of God, this is not of God. The word of the Lord says, try the spirits and see if they be of God. We need to stop looking at men and women of flesh when they're operating or when they're acting out. Know that they have been led and possessed by demonic demons and they cannot help themselves. Do you really believe that these two men would have chosen to live in the grave, in the graveyards amongst tombs? No, but they were driven by demonic demons. And they were so violent. Extremely violent. That no one, nobody could pass by that way. The people 
wouldn't even perish by that. They knew that demonic demons was on the move. Verse 28 says, And they cried out, saying, What business do you, what business do we have with each other, son of God? Listen to that. In other words, the enemy was saying, why are you here? Nobody else comes this way, so why you why are you coming this way? What business do we have with each other, Son of God? Look, this is another way, men and women of God, that you need to understand and know that you're dealing with demonic activities. Whenever the enemy makes it clear, here it's saying, the enemy is saying to the Son of God, I do not want any relationship with you. What does that look like to you and me? If your spirit gets agitated by the very hearing and teaching and preaching of the, or reading of the word of God, that lets you know that demonic influence is on the move. I don't want any business with you, son of God. He calls him the son of God. Even, even the Lord spoke to Peter and says, Peter, who flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you? Listen, the enemy knows who Jesus the Christ is. And he knows that he wants no part of relationship with the Christ. So stop looking at those whom you have called your haters. Or they don't like me. They don't want to be around. They don't want to be around me. Which is not the way it used to be. They don't want to be around you because they know you possess the presence of God. And, and, and the enemy will speak through them and say, "What business do we have together?" Now I need you to understand that if you are in the company. Of unbelievers and demonic influence is on the round page, on the move, things are being done, and 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 just people are just freely being active in their lustful desires, per se. Or they have yielded their bodies over into the work of the enemy. I need you to understand that there. During these times, demonic influence is is having its way. Because there has been a door that has been opened to the enemy. And if people, if, if, if during these times, they feel liberty or freedom to operate like this with you or around you, 
question must be asked. Are you or are we allowing the presence of God to have rule in our lives? Because the unsaved shouldn't feel comfortable allowing demonic influence to happen in your presence. Why? Because you're in the presence of God. So if you're in the presence of God, the enemy only has limited power. So they'll say, in other words, why are you here? Oh, son of God. We don't have no business being around one another. Look at this. Look at the word of the Lord. What business do we have with each other, son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Oh my goodness. See, the enemy knows that he only have a limited amount of time. There is a time of judgment reserved for them. And this is what these demonic spirits were referring to. They have a limited amount of time and they know that there will be a time into where right now they have the freedom to move and to operate. But there's going to come a time when the enemy will be locked up and he will have no more rule. He will be turned out and tied up from doing mischief or from, from tormenting the men and women of God or that he will be cast out. He will be restrained from doing damage in this world. So those enemies said, we know it's not the time yet. So why are you here? Don't torment us now. If you understand today that the enemy has limited power, my question to you is, why are you afraid? If you have the presence of the Lord, if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, Why are you operating in fear? Or why have you given over power to the enemy? Listen to what verse 30 says. It says, now there was a herd of many swine feeding at a distance from them. See how the enemy operates? He's always looking to and fro. What can he do now? How can he damage? How can he mess up? How can he torment? There were swine far from a distance. The enemy is watching 
seeing way of, ahead of what you and me are even looking to. How can I disrupt things? How can I tear up things? This is what he's looking for. So he saw many swine. So the demons began to entreat him, entreat Jesus, and if, if you are going to cast us out, <laughs> send us to, into those swine over there. See, the enemy had another agenda. He knew that Jesus was passed by that way. And there is no mistake that he comes by the way in which you and, and where you and me are. Jesus will come by your way through spoken word. He'll come by your way through men and women of God. The Lord will send them your way. Why? To cast out demonic demons that you have allowed to stay or to, to inhabit your space, your home. You have allowed the enemy to come rule in your heart, in your mind. You've become comfortable with those demonic demons occupying your space. But the Lord will have it to be so that he will send men and women of God just like you and me. He'll send us out to just pass by that way. And the enemy knows that, that you're coming. He feels the presence of the Lord. So, so he's coming and, and he's not running away. He'll come to meet you and ask you, why are you here? Why are you here, man of God? I know what you do. You've done it before. You've you, you, you've always operated on the full authority. And I know you're coming to cast us out. See, the enemy knows that that's why he, he knows that you're coming to cast him out. So he's looking for somewhere else to lie. He has to have the permission. So he said, will you just allow me? Will you allow us to go into those herd of swine? The scriptures lets us know in St. Mark chapter 5 and verse 13 that there were about 2,000 swine. And we know that the Jews, they don't eat, they don't eat swine because they, they are considered unclean. But perhaps this was a way that they made money. Or they made a living through these cattle. And perhaps the enemy knew, well, let me just disrupt the people in this town more by putting them in a financial bonds. See, the enemy won't stop. He will not stop as doing whatever he is allowed to do. And that's what you and me got to understand, that he has limited authority. He has limited powers. He can do no more than what he, uh, what he, what he is allowed to do. 
So the minute you and me understand that and we see the enemy operating, we see demonic influence. We know it. Try to express you. Do you think it is of God that you remain depressed? That you remain with a suicidal mind of not wanting to live? Do you think that it is, is of the will of God that he keeps you separated from your loved ones, from family and friends? Do you think that it is of the will of God that, that you will continue to destroy your body or harm your body? He has given you your bodies. We have been made in the very image of God. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, I need for you to understand that you, you have been beautifully made by God under his will You have been made in his image. And for you to defile or destroy or to harm your body. That's not God in operation. But that is demonic influence. That you and me can be free from. But the enemy has to be identified. So the word of the Lord said. The enemy asked him, can you just cast us out? Since you're going to cast us out, can you cast us, cast us out into those swine over there? I need for you to understand that the enemy was cast out just by a spoken word. See that power? Can you witness the power? The only thing Jesus said was go. Just that quick, with a spoken word, those two men were set free from the torment of the enemy. Let's keep it all the way 100. Keep it all the way real. Too many years we have allowed the enemy to torment us. We have the power through the Holy Spirit. We have been delegated authority. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we can say to these demonic demons, the Lord God rebuke you, Satan. Be gone. Go. And they have to flee. Why? Because they have been given limited power. The Bible says, And they came out and went into the swine, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the waters. All 2,000 of them, about 2,000 of them, rushed violently. See, that that spirit that wants to destroy, wants to kill. That suicidal spirit. You know how the enemy will speak in your ears. Just take your own life. Harm yourself. Nobody, he'll tell you, nobody loves you. You don't deserve to be loved. The devil is a lie. 
You need to know that you're not just hearing things. Those sounds are, are, are the enemy walking to and fro. You're not just hearing things. You're not going crazy, but there is demonic influence in your house. Abiding in your body. Abiding where you live. And it has put you in a place of torment. It has put you among those that are dead. Why? Because you're not operating in in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. But you have received actual death from, from the enemy. But he wants you to understand that he come that you may have life and that you have it more abundantly. These people were not happy. These these Gadareans were not happy that the people, that these men were set free. Don't, if you are ready to hear the applause of men and women because you're free, because God has set you free, because you're doing better, You're not in an insane asylum. Glory be to God. If you're waiting to hear the applause of others, that you're doing much better, that that, that you're actually now enjoying life, don't hold your breath, man and woman of God. Because they too are operating under the same spirit, under the same demonic hold. They may be in other places. They may not be sitting amongst the tombs. Look at the, look at the word of the Lord, verse 34. And behold, the whole city came to meet Jesus. Why? Because they were, they heard, they heard what happened. They heard how the demonic demons was cast out of these two men into the herd of swine, 2,000 of them, and the and the swine ran themselves violently and they killed they drowned themselves so the whole city came to meet Jesus they didn't meet Jesus to want to know him but they met him and they saw him and they implored upon him and they 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 stressed upon him I want you to leave this region In other words, I want you to leave my company. Why? Because you are disrupting what we have planned or what we have going on. I need for you to understand today that the enemy, he desires to sift us as wheat. But if you know he have limited power today, the word of the Lord lets us know that We are from God. We are his children. And we have overcome this world. Why? Because greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in this world. I need for you to understand that we do not have to accept what the enemy has to offer you and me. He may want to offer you death. He may want to offer you depression, guilt, shame. But if we submit ourselves to God, 
And if we would resist the devil, the word of the Lord lets us know that he will flee from us. The enemy has to flee. If we would draw nigh to God, he would draw nigh to you. We may live in this world, but we do not wage war as the world does. We don't act like the world. Why? Because the weapons, the weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world. Hallelujah. The world have divine power of of the enemy and, and we have the power to destroy our demonic strongholds. We can demolish arguments and pretensions, everything. We can can demolish through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pride and lust. Every thought of that we have captured by the enemy can be brought down under, uh, uh, under the obedience of God. We must be men and women of God. We must have self-control. We must remain alert of the devices of the enemy. Because the enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Looking for something, for someone to devour. But if we resist him, and if we stand firm in the faith, glory be to God. We are understanding, know that no weapon that is formed against you and me, no weapon will prosper. Will those weapons form? Yes. Will the enemy try to tempt and take control and destroy you and me? Yes. But no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every time that accuses you in judgment, God will condemn it. Why? Because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Glory be to God. Put on the whole armor of God, men and women of God. We don't have time to waste. Know when the enemy has stepped on scene. Put on the whole armor of God. You cannot fight if you do not have the word of God. It behooves you and me to stay close to a spoken word. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. He's he's been plotting too long. He's been having you help bondage way too long. So, So we got to stand against the enemy. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against your brother. Your struggle is not against your sister. It's not against your family. It's not against your wife. It's not against your husband. It's not against flesh and blood. But it is against the rulers. Against authorities. Against powers of darkness of this world against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. 
We're fighting spiritual demonic demons that are in heavenly realms. So therefore, we must put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, it's coming. If it haven't come now, it's coming. When the days of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, the word of the Lord says to continue to stand. Stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted sharp with the readiness, with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the gospel of peace will come. You will no longer be tormented in your mind, but the gospel day, the gospel of peace will come. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, saints, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows, all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation. Guard your minds with the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is of God. You need to know, men and women of God, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Uh, I know you feel as if You've wasted time. You you may feel like you have no more time. You may feel like a loser. You are more than conquerors. It's not over. We are more than conquerors through Christ. You're going to get through this. But the only way you're going to get through it is through the word of God. You've tried everything else. You Stop denying the fact that demonic influence has impacted your life. Has taken over. Acknowledge that. Now resist it. Resist the devil. You're more than conquerors. We bless the Lord today. We thank God. Why? Because he gives us victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's not by our power. It's not by our strength. But it's by the Spirit of God. The Lord is faithful, saints. He's faithful and He's just. He's faithful to strengthen you and me and protect you and me from from the evil one. 
He has given us authority to tread over or to tread on serpents and scorpions. He has given us the authority, the power through the Holy Spirit. He's given us the power through the Holy Spirit. Glory. To tread over serpents, scorpions, over all powers of the enemy. Nothing can hurt us. I know the thief comes to steal and to destroy, to kill. But Christ came that we may have life and that we have it more abundantly. Whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in the heavens. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in the heavens. Glory be to God. We have been delegated authority. The word of the Lord lets us know in St. John chapter 16, verse 33. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Will we have trouble? Yes. Will we go through? Yes. Will the enemy wage war against us? Yes. But Jesus said, I have come into this world. Not only.